Good evening. Today we'll be studying the third chapter of Ilkhot Isurebi'ah. And this chapter will deal with um, a couple of different topics. Uh, the first topic will deal with uh, the deen, will be the deen of an Eshet Ish, um, a married woman, and the different details in regards to that. Um, and the last part of the chapter um, will deal with uh, a Shifha Harufa. Uh, that the Torah calls uh, mentioned in Vaikra Perik Yotet, as we'll see exactly what that case is. It's a very specific case that the Torah describes, and it's a little bit different from um, the dinim of a regular um, Eshet Ish. If a man has relations with the wife of a minor, even if she is a Yevama that had relations with someone that was nine years old in one day, he would be um, exempt and would not be um, liable. So to someone that has relations with a woman with um, with a wife who um, was deaf or mentally incapacitated, or the wife of someone who is a tumtum and an androgynos, um, and a hereshet, or if the woman was herself was deaf or she herself was um, mentally incapacitated. Um, Yes, she she herself was in, mentally incapacitated, but she was married to someone who was um, fully who was fully there mentally. Um, or if um, the wife was mekudeshet besafek, or if she was megoreshet misafek, it was it's unclear if she was mekudeshet or megoreshet. In all of these cases, um, someone who has relations with this type of woman um, or wife rather, uh, they would all be. Um, and if they did this purposefully and inten intentionally, um, they would be um, they would receive makat mardut, um, but not anything matora. Um, Again, as we mentioned many times, makat mardut is the punishment Chachamim instituted for violating something that midrabanan. Um, but in all these cases, um, the woman is not fully. Um, in Eshet Ish. As we mentioned before, in regards to the first part of the halacha, Haba Eshet HaKatan, this type of um, marriage is not fully, is not full-fledged marriage according to the halacha, as you mentioned in the Chot Ishut. Um, the same thing with a wife that was um, a Yevama um, and a Shota or a uh, the wife of a Hereshet. Um, all of these cases, again, are situations in which the woman would not be a full-fledged ishit ish. That's why they would be peturin. But if they did it mezidin, they would be liable for makat mardut. If a man has relations with a female minor who is the wife of an adult, uh, as we mentioned before, um, the father has the prerogative to designate his wife while she is a ketana, um, and she is a full-fledged um, eshet ish pretty much, but so long as she is a ketana, she has the right to refuse um, the marriage with whatever guy her father betrothed her to. 
İmki de şa'viha hare zebehenek ve pitura miklum ve nesral ba'alaki moshi be'anu be'lchut sota. So if, again, her father betrothed her, she would, the guy would be liable for henek because, again, she is a fully eshet, she is fully an eshet ish, and she would um, not be liable for any punishment, but she would be uh, prohibited to be with her husband. As we mentioned, again, in lchut sota perik bet, but if she was a batmi'un and she refuses um, the marriage, um, the guy receives makat mardut um, because, again, she refused the marriage, so she's not really um, an eshet ish to that guy anymore. Um, but she would be permitted to um, be with her new husband, even if he was a Kohen because Mihat Torah she is considered to be a Pinuya and having relations with her would not um, prohibit her to um, be with a Kohen Halakha Gima now we'll get to um, the daughter of a Kohen that has relations while she's in Eshet Ish um, her punishment is different than um, any of the other Eshet Ish and as we'll see in a moment, the daughter of a Kohen who did Zenut while she was in Eshet Ish, whether if her husband was a Kohen or if her husband was a regular Yehudi, even if her husband was a Mamzer or a Natin, a Mamzer is someone who um, was born um, from a marriage um, that was a forbidden marriage. Um, except for, yeah, she, he was, it was a kid born from um, forbidden relations aside from uh, relations with a nida. And relations with a nida wouldn't qualify the child as a, to be a mamzer. A natin is um, another name for the giv'onim, which is one of the seven nations in Canaan that, um, that made a deal and tricked Yehoshua. Um, and they were made to be hotve etzim and shuave maim and pretty much workers for the Beit HaMikdash, um, and Chachamim instituted that their status is like Mamzerin. So even if this Bat Kohen's husband was a Mamzer or, or a Natin, or someone who was forbidden to be with her because it was, a, it was, um, it was prohibited, her death, if she did Zenut, would be with Serefa. She would be burnt. As the Torah says, a daughter of a Kohen who um, has forbidden relations, um, again, provided she is married, she is to be killed um, with the capital punishment of Serifa. And the guy who has relations with her gets Henek. So to the daughter of um, a regular Yehudi who is the wife of a Kohen, um, but her death would be the regular death of Henek, just as would be with any Eshet Ish. Halakha Dalid. Haba'al Na'ara Me'orasa. Someone who has relations with a betrothed woman with whom the, her marriage was not, with who the marriage was not consummated with. Shenehen Biskila. The two of them get the punishment, the death penalty of Sekila. Ve'enan hayavin Sekila a'achiyen na'ara betula me'orasa bevet aviha. And they would only be obligated they will only be liable for Sekila um, while she is a Na'ara Betula, while she is a um, virgin Na'ara. 
um, who is Mi'urasa while still living in the house of her father. If she was a bogeret, or if the marriage was consummated and the husband brought her into her house, into his house. Even if, um, yes, even so, it either um, if she was a bogeret or the husband brought her into his house, even if he didn't consummate the marriage and have relations with her, and even if the father gave her over to the husband's messengers and she had relations while on the way, this woman would be liable for henik, not with sekila. And someone who has relations with a minor girl who has been while in the house of her father, she, the guy would be liable for sekila and she would be um, off the hook. She would be innocent, not liable for anything. Who is the daughter of a Kohen that had um, forbidden relations, her punishment would be sekila and not uh, as we saw in the halakha before. If 10 um, men had a relations with her one after another while she is a betula in the in the domain and in the house of her father, the first person who has relations with her would be liable for sekila and the rest of them would be liable for henik. When does this apply? This only applies when they had normal type of um, intercourse with her. But if they had um, not the typical um, relations or intercourse with her, um, she, as we mentioned before, um, what the difference between kedarka and lo kedarka is, I won't go over it again. She is still considered to be a betula. She is still considered to be a virgin and. All of the guys who do that with who have relations with her would be liable for sekila. who was a freed servant or a giorit or a convert. Um, and, and yes, um, uh, implies that she was a shifhakin anit, she was a, a goya. Um, who while she is a shif while she is is in this type of um, limbo status that she's not full a full-fledged Jew and she's not a full-fledged Goya because once she was Mishuhreret, she can do Tevila and she would be um, fully um, a Jewish girl. So, Na'ara Me'orasa Sha'ayta Mishuhreret O Giyoret Na'ara Me'orasa was Mishuhreret or she was a convert. Even though she was freed or even if she was freed or she was converted while she was um, less than three years old, um, in which case if someone had relations with her because she was less than three years three years old, um, her betulim would come back as we mentioned in Hilchot Ishut Perikyod Aleph. Despite that fact, her um, Yes, her uh, status is not considered um, like a regular Jewish girl. Um, as the halacha continues, that her, um, her death and the guy, and 
and sorry, the guy that has relations with her um, would be Hayav Hainik, just like any other Ishit Ish, and we don't consider her a Na'aram or or treat the guy that has relations with her as a typical not as if he had relations with a typical not Jewish Na'aram or um, because the Torah um, implies that this uh, deen of Na'arame Urasa is only for a Jewish girl, and only in that case the guy would receive, they would receive sikila. Because the Torah says, Ki asita nevela, nevela, nevela And if she was mishuhredet or if she was converted um, while she was, yes, and she, if, she, if she was converted or mishuhredet, she is not considered. Um, uh, fully Israeliyah, and we um, don't have this guy who has relations with her, um, Hayav Sikila, rather he's Hayav Behen. Halakha Zayn. Din Hadash Yesh Bemotis Shemra. We have an, a, an anomaly in regards to um, someone who is a Motis Shemra, as we mentioned before. Um, in Hilchot, um, yes, in the previous Halachot, someone who is a Motsi Shemra is a husband who claims that he, um, he has witnesses that his new wife um, had relations whilst she is she was Me'urasit, and he wants to come and um, and divorce her without paying her the Ketubah. Yes, we mentioned this in... Um, in Hilchot Ishut, I believe. Hilchot Ishut or in Hilchot Na'arame Onesa. So yes, that's the Motsi Shemra. So we have an anomaly in regards to a Motsi Shemra. Uma huwa hidush, and what is the anomaly? She'im nimtza ad-davar emet, if we find that what the husband's claim is true, uba'u edim shezinneta kishayetame Na'arame Onesa, and witnesses come and testify that she had relations while she was in Na'arame Onesa, avadhi shezinneta acha shiyatsami bet aviha, that if, again, we have witnesses that testify that she had relation, forbidden relations while she was in Na'arame Orasa, even if she had forbidden relations after she left her father's house, and even if she had forbidden relations after her husband um, brought her into his home, before the husband himself consummated and finalized the marriage, um, we stone her, um, by her father's house. Aval she'ar ne'arod me'orasot she'lo ayu lahen din hotsat shemra'a she'zinu me'achar she'yazu mi'veta av harehen b'chene kemo she'be'arnu But if, but any other ne'arame orasa that did not have the din of hotsat shemra'a apply to them, that had forbidden relations after they left their father's house, their death would be with henek as we mentioned Prior in this chapter, as we, we find now that in certain that there are three types of capital punishment um, in regards to an eshet ish. There is the eshet ish that would be liable for henek, and that is the typical eshet ish. There is also the eshet ish that would be liable for serifa, that is the bat kohen. There is also an Eshet Ish that is liable for Sekila, which is the case of the Na'ara Me'orasa. 
And where exactly do we stone the Na'ara Me'orasa after she has uh, forbidden relations? Because the Torah actually says two different um, places in regards to the Hotza'at Shemra, the um, punishment and the capital punishment is carried out Petah Bet Aviha at the entrance of the father's house. As we mentioned in the previous halacha, this can be found in Sefer Devarim Perek Bet. And but in regards to a na'arame orasa, the judgment is carried out b'sha'ar ha'ir hahi in this in the um, gate of gates of the city where the bedin would typically sit of whichever city um, she had she did this act. So Harambam here will clarify exactly where the capital punishment again of sekiva na'arame orasa is carried out. Imzi neta bebet aviha. If she had relations while still living in her father's house, even if um, the witnesses come and test the witnesses only come and testify that um, this happened after she moved to her new husband's home or her new in-laws, um, she is stoned um, at the entrance of her father's house, and the reason for this. It seems to be that um, in the Gemara, actually, the Gemara Masechet Ketuvot says that this is done in order for her parents um, to see the type of product and child that they um, educated and that they raised because she had forbidden relations while still being in their domain and still living in their home. That's why she is, um, the punishment of Sekila is killed, is, um, is carried out um avia in the case of a na'arame or asa again she's if she had relations while she was in the in-laws home uh, before the father gave her over even if witnesses come and testify that this happened after she returned to her father's house she is um, the sekila is carried out at the entrance of the city. If witnesses come and testify after she was a bogeret or after the husband had new husband had relations with her, if even though the edim testified that she had relations while. In her father's house, while she was in Naara, she is niskelet. Um, she is the punishment of stoning, death, capital punishment of stoning, is carried out in the Bet Sekila, where they would tip, the place where they would typically um, put people liable for Sekila um, to death. Hayta horata shelo bigdusha bigdusha bigdusha niskelet petah shar ha'ir. If um, One second. Yes, if the Na'ara was um, conceived while her mother was still a Goya and she was born after her mother was a Israelite, she is to be stoned at the gates of the city. Halacha Yod. 
כל מי שמצוותה לסקול אותה על פתח שער העיר, any person that the uh, prescription for them is to stone them at the gate in the entrance of the city, אם הייתה עיר שרובה גויים, סוקלין אותה על פתח בית דין. If the majority of the inhabitants of the city were goyim, um, that person is stoned at the um, entrance of the bedin because this doesn't, this isn't um, called she'arecha because the majority of the inhabitants of the city aren't goyim and it's not fully owned by Jews. And anyone who um, the prescription is to stone them at the entrance of her father's house. If she didn't have a father, or if she had a father but her father didn't have a house, this person is stoned where they would typically stone people. The Torah only mentioned that it has to be done at the entrance of her father's house. Um, only um, if such a place exists, and that is the prescription. But again, if she, if her father doesn't have a house, or if she doesn't have a father, um, she is stoned at the Bet HaSekilah. Halacha Yod Aleph. If someone has uh, forbidden relations with a woman um, who is considered an Arayot to him, um, multiple times, he is liable for karet or capital punishment on each um, intercourse that he had. Even though bedin can only kill someone once, the actual transgressions and relations are considered many violations of the law. So too, if he had relation, if he had relations one time that he would violate multiple prohibitions while doing the same act. So for example, if he um, had relations with um, his brother's wife, in that case, she would be an Eshet Ish, and also she would be an Eshet Ash, Ah, both of which would be in Arayot relations. Um, and that is only doing one act while violating, violating multiple prohibitions. If he did it, if he did this unintentionally, he brings a korban on each um, violation. Even though he only did one act, uh, as we will see in But if he did so willfully and intentionally, it is considered multiple violations for this guy. And there's also certain type of relations that if he does them, um, once he would receive multiple sets of malkut, as we'll see later on in Now we'll move to the um, final topic of the chapter, which I mentioned at the, at the outset, uh, called Eshivcha Harufa. Eshivcha Harufa is something that the Torah um, speaks about. Um, and the and Harambam explains in the Moren Ruchim that Eshivcha Harufa, the word Harufa, is someone that is designated, is Mekudeshet, or she is um, Netuya Le'ish. She is um, pretty much leaned, leaned toward one guy, meaning she is designated to that guy. Um, anyone um, who um, has any interest 
Um, I highly recommend to take a look at the Bisukim in regards to Eshif HaHarufa, which um, can be found in Sefer Baikra Perik Yod Tet Pasuk Chaf. So, Eshif HaHarufa HaAmura BaTorah, Halacha Yod Bet. Eshif HaHarufa, the designated um, Shifha, as I'll just call it again, Eshif HaHarufa, that is mentioned in the Torah, this is a specific type of case that it is a shifha, that is a she is half shifha but half freed who is mikudeshet to an evid ivri. Um, if anyone's wondering how that would be possible, um, this would be possible. For example, if she had two. Um, if she, if her owners were to both were partners, and only one of them freed her, and the second one did not free her, so she would be a shivha, she would be a hetzia shivha, a hetzia bat horin. So, shneimar lo yometu ki lo hupasha that the Torah says in regards to um, someone who has relations with her, um, they would shall not die because she was not fully um, married. From here we see that if she was fully freed, she would be liable. Um, there would be someone who has relations with her would have would be um, liable for capital punishment. Because this type of woman would be a full fledged eshet ish again if she was freed, as we mentioned in Hilchot Ishut, and they would be liable for Henik. Relations with this type of shifha um, is different from all types of um, forbidden relations prohibited by the Torah. This woman would receive malkut as the Torah says, um, there shall be a bikoret. Um, I believe Rabbeinu Sa'ad Yaga'on um, says that this Bikoret, um, it's, some explain that it is um, an inquiry, um, but Rabbeinu Sa'ad Yaga'on says that um, the Bikoret Tihye, uh, basically they would, they would, the Bedin would carry out lashes with a type of leather um, strap or a leather whip um, related to the word um, Bakar. That's how he, that's how he deduces that the bikoret is really um, malkut. Um, I think it's a very, very interesting point. Um, probably um, correct. Um, and again, that's why how, that's how we know she would get malkut. So again, the bikoret, the word bikoret comes from the word bakar, which was the leather strap that Bedin would use to carry out um, the malkut. And the, the guy that has relations with her would be liable um, to bring a korban asham, as the Torah says that he has to bring his um, asham. Both someone who has relations with the shifha harufa intentionally or unintentionally brings a korban asham. And the reason for this um, is because um, her status is like in limbo because she's not a full-fledged Yehudiyah and she's hetziyah shifha hetziyah bat chorin. So in order for people not to take advantage of her, 
both someone who does has relations with her willfully and unwillfully has to bring a korban asham. And typically, um, in any um, any time that there is a punishment that is carried out with malkut, um, both parties involved would receive malkut. Um, and as we'll see in later in uh, later on in Perek Yodzain, that any time that one person receives malkut, the party that is has relations with that other person um, would also receive malkut and vice versa. Because there isn't really a difference um, in regards to the punishment for men or women who have forbidden relations. Um, again, as the other um, exception for this is the Bat Kohen um, and the um, Shifha Harufa, that again, she would receive Malkut and the guy would have to bring a Korban Asham. Yes, sorry. So, Mehila, let me just clarify that. Um, the Bat Kohen doesn't get Malkut. Um, so, in any, again, um, any time that he would get Malkut, she would get Malkut. Any, and any time that she would get Malkut, he would get Malkut as well, except again for this case of the Shifha Harufa. Someone who has multiple relations with the Shifha Harufa, whether it be um, by um, in, um, purposefully or, un, or unintentionally, he brings one Asham. But she would be liable Malkut for every um, single set of relations that the guy has with her. Again, provided that she did so willfully, just like all of the Hayave Lavin. Someone who begins relations with a Shifha Harufa. Um, and doesn't finish relations with her, as we mentioned before, the difference between um, uh, uh, someone who is me'are and gemar bi'az, that me'are is that he doesn't put um, his organ fully um, while having intercourse, and gemar bi'az is when the person fully puts his organ while having intercourse. So if he only did, if he, if there's a guy who was only me'are with the shifha harufa, he would be patur until he finishes um, the bi'ah. He would only be liable um, if she was a if she was not a minor who was again um, um, and if she was and she did this willfully and purposefully. But if she was a minor or she wasn't a beula or if she was. Um, if she was, she did so unintentionally or under distress, distress, or while she was asleep, he is patur. So too, if he um, has relations with her not in a typical way, he would be patur. Because the Torah um, did not compare um, typical relations to not typical relations, um, as the Torah says. Um, that it, this that relations with ishif haharufa has to be relations that can um, produce um, children. Um, however, in other types of biot, the Torah did not distinguish between different types of bi'ah, as the Torah says, any type of relations with a woman. That because the Torah says mishkeve isha, which is in plural, um, 
it, the Torah is teaching us that any type of relations, whether it be kedarka or shadok kedarka, um, the person doing it would be liable, whichever way he has relations with her. Anytime that we said that the guy would be patur in reference to a shifha harufa, that uh, he is um, exempt from bringing a korban, but she and she would also be exempt from the malkut. But um, the bedin ha, um, punishes them with makat mardut for violating something something midrabanan, and provided they were both um, they were both not minors, and provided they did so willfully. A male who was nine years old in one day, who had relations with a shifha harufa, he lokav, who may be korban, she would receive malkud and he would bring a korban. This is provided that she is um, not a minor and she was a be'ula and she did so willfully, as we just mentioned. Because the man would only be liable in bringing the korban only once she is liable for malkud shenemar, the Torah says that she would be liable for lashes, that she would be liable for malkut, and only then does he bring the korban asham, demonstrating that only after um, she um, she was would be liable for malkut does the man have to bring a korban. That wraps up. Amen.